Hey there, um, you are watching School Psych Podcast. We're very happy to have you, especially those of you who are turning, tuning in now. I think that um, we're competing with the Glo Golden Globes or something, which is <laughs> so maybe you guys are multitasking a little bit, um, especially because we have some freebies to be given out tonight. We're gonna be talking about technology. We have two awesome psychs who have created some technology to help us in our jobs. And I think it's really exciting and interesting and inspiring. But uh, my name is Rachel and I'm a school psychologist working in Maryland right now. I'm gonna turn it over to Rebecca. Hi everybody, I'm Rebecca. I'm a school psychologist working in the state of Connecticut. I want to remind you how to participate tonight because it'll be really helpful if you're paying attention, if you're mindfully present with us tonight because you have a chance to win some really cool um, things. So tune in on YouTube Live and you can comment right in the chat box there. Um, we'll be looking out for your questions, comments, thoughts, ideas on Twitter. Also, you can comment on Twitter if you have both uh, screens open or if you have your phone and computer with the hashtag Psyched Podcast on Twitter um, and on Facebook on the School Psyched Podcast page. You can comment in messages or post a page um, or anywhere you find on that page to um, let us know what you're thinking and what you are getting from our conversation. And now here's Anna. Hi everybody, I'm Anna. I'm a school psych working in upstate New York. Um, we put a couple of questions on our um, Facebook page to get the conversation starting on some polls. So the first question was, in which ways do you use technology to help you at work? Check all that apply. Um, the most popular by far was the use of an, an electronic calendar, 110 votes. Uh, second place was 87 votes for using computerized assessment tools. A lot of those have come out recently, which is kind of nice. Um, 47 votes for using computerized assessments, pretty similar. Um, 39 votes for using an app for behavior observations. 36 votes for using Google apps for record keeping. 30 votes for using apps for data collection. 28 people would like to learn more about how using technology could help them at work. And 18 people use multiple apps. So that's pretty cool. People are using a lot of technology out there. Well, people that are on Facebook are. <laughs> um, the second question was, um, if you woke up tomorrow and had any technological tool at your fingertips to help you with your job, what would it be? How would it help you? Type your answer below. So um, the first vote got, the first one that got 19 votes was technology that frees up my time, which I think um, our guests will be able to help us out with. Um, the second one for 11 votes, technology to help me analyze data. Third is progress monitoring software, and fourth place is technology to help with database decision making. So that's pretty cool. Um, there are people out there looking for more technology, and um, people out there who have the time and energy and resources and knowledge to create some things. So neat. Um, so we have two wonderful guests tonight that I'm going to introduce to you. Um, first, we have Jenna McCallan, a first-year school psychologist in Georgetown County, South Carolina. She graduated from the Citadel in Charleston with her master's in general psychology and specialist in school psychology in June 2017, interned in Georgetown County prior to be offered, being offered a full-time job. Her experience thus far as a school psychologist has been wonderful, and she attributes much of that to the group she has in her district. It sounds like she has 10 amazing school psychs that she gets to meet with on a regular basis and collaborate and share experiences. Um, each and every day, she is still a learning experience, which she welcomes. She serves the primary school. It's PK to three, four days a week, and a K to five school once a week. And she created something from called Click Report, which we're going to hear a bunch about today. Um, our second guest um, is John. Sorry, um, can you? <laughs> Jana, Jana, um, Jana Shin, 
to Meister. I apologize. Um, she's a school psychologist in Santa Monica, California. She received her master's in education and counseling, clinical and school psychology from the University of California, Santa Barbara in 2010. She's a licensed educational psychologist, nationally certified school psychologist, and carries a PPS service credential in school psychology. And she created the Behavior Observation Made Easy app as well. So thank you both for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So um, we're going to start with you, Jenna. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Jenna McAllen. I currently work in Georgetown County. Um, when I'm not working, I'm hiking or camping or fishing with my family. I have a really beautiful 18-month-old daughter and a wonderful fiancé. And I'm super excited to be here today because I listen to the school like podcast all the time. So I'm absolutely thrilled to be here and excited to share my website, www.schoolsiteclickreport.com with everybody. Awesome. Thank you so much. And congratulations on your beautiful baby and your fiance. We can't wait to hear after the broadcast about wedding plans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Shauna, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Jana Schaffmeister, and I'm a school psychologist in Santa Monica Malibu School District. I have been working primarily with middle school students for the last six or seven years. Um, and when I'm not working, I practice hot yoga and snowboard and do lots of adventurous things. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. All right. So I know we had we made a little bit of an outline and we're looking at some questions to get us going. But um, so first off, we want to know about kind of your role and your experiences and how that's informing um, your desire to do something apart from like the day to day regular old testing and placing school psychology role. Like how did how did that come about? So, uh, Jenna, if you wanted to start off. I'm the founder of Click Report, and I oversee all operations from marketing to customer service and all of that good stuff. And I developed the website as well. Um, really, for me, what it was was that when I started working, I had this vision of what school psychology would be like. And I really, in my mind, thought I would be doing a ton of counseling, um, a ton of consultation. And once I started working, I noticed really quickly that what I thought I would be doing was different than what I was actually doing. While I was doing a small portion of the things that really interested me, I just felt like I wasn't doing absolutely what I wanted to be doing. And I started developing the templates that are on Click Report as a way to get myself into more of the counseling role and all of that. Um, so really for me, I moved forward with a company because I found that the templates I created were really big time saver for me. And I wanted other people to benefit from that as well. Yeah. That sounds amazing. All right. And Jana? Um, so I, um, so basically I have been working with behavior for a great deal of time. I feel like, I observe children's and adolescent behavior almost on a daily basis, anywhere from classrooms, classroom observations for psych reports to really monitoring and tracking behavior for the purposes of FBAs or intervention tracking. And 
every time I went into the classroom to do an observation using my fancy chart that I made up, I always thought, I really wish I could use some kind of tool to do this digitally. And I searched and searched and searched online for something that would make, would work for me. There, there were tools out there, but they just weren't right exactly for what I do. And so I just decided, hey, I'm going to make my own. And so then I got into the process. I, I made behavior observation made easy. And then I shared it with my colleagues who beta tested it for me. And they really seemed to love it. And then so I thought, okay, I guess I'm going to put this on the app store. And people have really liked it. And the whole goal of is, the whole goal of it was to really save us time. And I really feel that the app does just that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now, a question kind of for both of you, too. Um, and we've had guests before on who have designed apps. Do you, do you need to have any type of tech experience to do this? Did you have a friend who hooked you up? Like, how, how, did, how does the, the actual making of the app kind of work or the app or the program? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, I'm really lucky to have some really great IT people in my family. Uh, and then beyond that, YouTube. Uh, I taught myself how to code through YouTube and books. And I mean, it was really hard work, but it was actually kind of fun too, like learning that whole new skill and that language of, of coding. Um, and it, it was kind of one of those things, once I started getting into it, I got really, really into it. And I wanted to learn more and more about it every day. Wow. Um, so for me, it's just, it, it was very time consuming, but totally worth it. Cool. And for me, um, similarly as Jenna, I actually started by um, talking to tech people that I knew and doing some of my own professional development in that. But I quickly learned that my own skills set that I'm going to pick up from the experiences on YouTube or even other people just won't be enough to make a good app. And so I had a colleague, or I'm sorry, I had an acquaintance who owns an app development company. And so I worked with his company to develop the app. So I did I, I did the project management part. At, well, some professionals actually coded it for me. So interesting and amazing and entrepreneurial. And I wonder if either of you, were either of you using a version of technology that was similar to what you wanted to create? It, and maybe I'll start with Jenna. Were you using templates in some other fashion and you just found that system was lacking um, something that you needed? What was kind of the problem you were trying to solve? Yeah, so for me, when I initially started, I am a first year school psychologist. So uh, I was, when I was interning, I was trying to figure out a good system for myself. And I actually listened to one of your all's podcasts. I think it was like the second one where you talked about the importance of templates. Um, so at that point, I stopped going from, you know, kind of looking through and picking out a report that was maybe similar, like a bass that I had written before, and then translating the information to actually creating a template and keeping it in a specific place. Yeah. Um, and I did find that definitely helped. It just wasn't um, to the point, like the programs that I created are really focusing more on the super tedious tasks of the he's and she's. And it, what they do is they take the score that you put in and it puts it appropriately into the report. Mm -hmm. So I found that before this, I would go into an IEP meeting and the entire time I was so nervous that I maybe forgot to change something or didn't put something in. And the entire time, kind of in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm terrified of losing my credibility with the parent yeah. where I felt like I could create something and make something where 
when I'm going into the meeting, I'm not thinking about that. And instead I'm focusing on what we're all actually there for. Yeah. That's cool. And that's super impressive too. As a first year of school psych, like well, me, my first year, I was just like, Oh, what's going on? Where am I? What am I doing? Where am I supposed to be right now? And you're like doing, managing all that. And then like, Oh, I'm going to make my own program to write. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, I was really lucky. I had some amazing supervisors and a support system. So I felt pretty comfortable in my role because of them. Great. Shauna, how about you? What what was were you using a, a behavior app before, or um, what was the and what was the problem that you were trying to solve? So I actually was doing paper and pencil before. I had tried some behavior apps on my iPhone, which is the main device I was using, and they just weren't adequate enough, or the learning curve on them to me seemed just too sharp. Uh-huh. And so I was going in and doing in pa- doing a paper and pencil. So there were two problems I was trying to solve. One is how to make data collection more efficient for myself so I have time to do other things, um, how to have the data generated and at least minimally analyzed for me using a, de- a tool and how to get that into my report, which all of those my app does. And the second part being sometimes data is collected by a multidisciplinary team. And I can talk about more about that a little bit later, but some of the data I would receive from other professionals would ne- wouldn't necessarily give me the quantitative data I wanted, even though I may have made them a great looking chart um, to follow. It was great qualitative data, but I needed a little bit more. And so the second problem I was trying to solve is allowing myself to create observation templates and sharing them with other people, which could be paraprofessional, it could be my speech pathologist, whoever it may be, and have them track the data and then give me that data for a comprehensive analysis. So that was the second problem I tried to solve. Very cool. I definitely want to hear um, in more detail, like some of the features of, you know, some of the things that you've been doing and maybe give us a little bit of idea of how how it works. But let's first, um, I know we've got some freebies to hand out. So let's first, um, maybe the, I'm going to focus on Twitter now. Um, So everybody get your phones ready. Um, I want to see people um, tweeting with the hashtag psyched podcast and just tell us that you love tech. And so um, our first three people who do that, um, I'm thinking we'll get a free download code for um, uh, for Jenna's app here. So um, get do it on that and um, we'll keep talking. But so, yeah, I want to hear more about um, kind of the meat of uh, your programs here. What's the start? <laughs> okay, so do you want me to go ahead and do a demo? For those of us on YouTube, I can go ahead and share my screen so everybody can see what the program's doing. That'd be great. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and share. Oh, sorry, correction. I, I think I said Jenna's app, but I'm um, Jana's app. Okay, you want her to go first? No, 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 you can go first. But I'm just, I was thinking that um, the top three, because I know that we've got three three month trials um, for you. I don't want to waste them all right now. We're going to sporadically. So, (laughs) top three, Twitter. Okay, so are you guys seeing my screen right now? Yeah. Yes? Yes. Okay. All right, so this is the WISC, and I'm just going to show you really quickly what the programs do. When I type in a score, so I'm going to change this to a lower score, a 70, the percentile and the descriptor changes for me as I type it in. So um, as you can see, I can go through, and I don't have to know the percentile because it's going to be done for me. 
And then I put in some mock data here and I named my student. And then all I'm gonna do is click this button. And as you saw, my template changed over here. So then I can pull up my Word document or we use Enrich in South Carolina. I don't know um, what people's report process is, but you can paste it into anywhere. But if I paste it into Word, you can see that in my report, the information that I put in my chart up here, where I put 120 and 91 and it changed to above average, now populates onto my template. So it's right here, it says above average, and then it lists out the standard score in the percentile. And then my student's name was Aubrey, and it listed her here. And it does that throughout the entire report. So verbal comprehension, we put 115 and 84, so it populates there. And then after I'm done doing that, I go back to the program and I click to copy the table. And when I paste that, it's right there to accompany my report. And for the WISC as well, I have a chart that I can copy to accompany my report also. And all of this is just quickly pasted and done for you. So at this point, after I'm done with this part of it, I then go back in and type my personal interpretations and all of that stuff for the report. So yeah, that's the program. Right now there's 24 different programs um, for cognitive and behavior assessments, as well as some programs. I just put a new progress monitoring tool out there, which I'm really excited about. Um, but yeah, that's the program. That is so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you like it. I'm trying to get out of this Google Hangout. Oh, oh cute. Screen share. <laughs> Okay. Wow. That was so cool. I love the bell curve with the color coding and stuff. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I really liked that one too. I took such a long time trying to tweak everything and make it really pretty. Amazing. Wow. So, um, so how does, how do people, um, I mean, how does it work? Do people, uh, log on to your website and then um, sign up for membership? Are there different options? How does that work? Yeah, so I have two different options. Um, one of them is the pro package, which is geared towards a school psychologist who's doing a lot of assessment. Um, like I said, there's all different types of assessments on there. So there's the BAS, the WISC, um, and, and achievement programs as well. So you sign up for a month-to-month -month subscription. You can cancel at any time. And I have a seven day free trial because I really want people to get on there and use it and see if it's going to save them time. And I want them to be really excited about it. Um, I've been really successful at getting people to sign on with a free trial. And I've had a 92% success rate of people staying on with the product, which is really exciting for me because I think that shows, you know, people are using it and they're excited. Um, but yeah, it is a subscription based service. Awesome. And it looks like we have a winner on Twitter. Um, yes. So we will get back to her. Congratulations to Nicole. <laughs> Very cool. And I know that as psychs, we, we tend to, um, we're a little bit Twitter shy. So <laughs> good job, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, you made it. 
Oh, awesome. So uh, for any of our viewers out there, if you have any questions for Jenna, even as we continue our conversation and um, talk to Jana about her app, let us know, comment or, or tweet out to us, let us know and we'll ask. Okay, so maybe should we uh, get, have a, get a little um, flavor of Jana's app um, now? Jana, can you tell us a little bit about Behavior Made Easy? Yeah, so I'm going to actually show you Behavior Observation Made Easy. Um, give me a second. Okay, here's my screen share. Are you guys able to see that? Yeah. All right. Okay, so this is the Behavior Observation Made Easy app, and I'm going to walk you through an observation that I typically do. I'll show you the setup, but um, as you'll you're able to save the templates you create. So I'll just walk you through the setup phase real quickly, but just know you don't have to set up every single time. So you have the option to do a momentary time sample, a frequency counter, duration, or a simple interval timer. And what I actually really like to do momentary time samples. So because I'm in a middle school, a common observation I do is task attention. What I also like to do is to compare a, a student's task attention that I'm observing to a randomly selected peer. So that's where it hits compare to random. So let's say I'm gonna observe for 15 minutes and I'm gonna observe every 30 seconds. And that's pretty common. The setting is math class and then I have the option for the alerts which could be silent, vibrate, flash, or make a sound. I'm gonna have it go ahead and flash every time for this observation. I hit next. The next step is to identify behaviors. This is a common one I do, it's called, it's for task attention on task, off task, and so that those might be the two I look at. As you can see, there is a tab called other. So as you go in and do the observation, you may notice something else. In this case, um, it's always gonna be there. You can include it or exclude it at a later time. Um, and then I just tap start observation. Now this is where I compare the student to a randomly selected peer. So there, let's say there are 28 students in the classroom, and I want to choose a random peer, and I want it to be truly random, so I tap the dice, and oh, wow, look, my random peer is peer number six. Um, the way that I have it set up is you basically just start the count at the peer closest to you on the right side, and then just count down, and that's your random peer. It's, it's a standardized process to help the process be the same every single time. So now I'm ready to do the observation. I hit start and I observe every 30, it's gonna, every 30 seconds is gonna flash. When it flashes, I tap the, my test student as well as the randomly selected peer. Um, as you can see during the observation, you could also take notes. So that's the note tab. So I might say on task is writing. Mm -hmm. And so something like that. And so I'm just gonna demo it at 30 seconds. So this is my flash and I observe my student as well as the random peer. When I'm finished, I hit end observation and this is where you code for other. So if I observed anything under other, I would enter it in now. Maybe it's a teacher prompt. And these are my results. Um, if you actually complete the observation for the duration that it's set, it's actually gonna show you the percentage of time on task versus off task. Mm -hmm. um, when you, if you end it early, it doesn't do that. 
Um, and then you can export the data. You could export it as a screenshot. So it basically sends a screenshot of the previous screen. Or um, you can export it through Excel or any other um, app that you, or add like numbers or anything like that. And so you could do further analysis with it if you want. You could also save it as a template. Um, this was stopped early, so it can't be saved. Um, as you can see, I have a lot of saved templates. There isn't a limit to the number of templates you have. And this is one I do on a regular basis. And it starts straight with my task, my observation, and I get straight into it. So you don't have to set it up over and over again. Now, here's the thing. If I wanted to share my observation with Rebecca, and say Rebe Rebecca wants to do the same observation because we want the data to be reliable, I export the template and I... Um, I send it to her, so and I'm not going to do it here, but that's kind of it. And then she gets the template and imports it to her computer, and it's very, very simple. So I'll show you. That's cool. Oh, I might not be able to do it, but I turn my phone off for airplane mode. But um, so there's so here's the template I sent it to myself. Okay, I click on it, and I load it into my observation. And this is the playground one. So then there I am using it again. Um, and so that's kind of the app that I have. I wanted to show you guys really quick. This is kind of how the Excel data looks. If you want to see it, so that's analysis. Um, Cool. And this is kind of this is kind of how the notes look. So that's the notes I typed. Um, and really, what I have to say is, okay, there I am. And so, what I have to say is, this process has I can observe a student in about fifteen minutes. Um, I send myself the data I have it, and I'm able to write up my observation in about five minutes. Which has been a huge, huge time saver for me. Awesome. Um, I, I noticed in our poll, for those of you that were able to take our poll, there were about 39 people that are using an app for behavior observations. I'm curious from any of you that are watching um, if you can comment on um, on kind of what apps are you using? I know that I I've, I don't always use them, but I have, I'm familiar with a couple. And um, Shauna's has features that the ones that I am familiar with don't have. So I think that's really cool. I'm just wondering, you know, what you guys are thinking that are out there that are already used an app. And um, if you have any questions for Jana, let us know. I think one of the things that we've been able to use it for in my district is when we have a request for a para-educator. Uh -huh. uh, I create the observation templates with a team and I send them off to my team and we all do one or two observations each and then bring the data together, which has been really helpful to our process. So that's the nice feature about the sharing the templates. Yeah, that is helpful. So we have a couple comments online. Um, so, um, because I think it, there's a bit of a delay, so we're going to go back to Jenna for the questions that 
came up online and we'll probably, Jana will probably have some questions for you once people type them out. Um, so um, the viewer question for Jenna was, does the program provide some narrative as well, the report writing program, or are we importing the updated table scores onto our own report template? Um, so it does provide narrative. Um, one of my favorite parts about Click Report is that I have been able to collaborate with multiple school psychologists making these templates. So I've worked with a group to create a template and um, I've had multiple people work on the template together. So we kind of made it and then tweaked it and people gave feedback and they're continually updated based on feedback, but it does provide the narrative. So you don't have to have your own narrative. Okay, cool. And then the second question was, um, they want to know what are the achievement assessments available on Click Report? Like, could you list them all like KTEA, WJ, whatever, whatever? Yeah, yeah. So right now we have the KTEA, the WJ, and the Wyatt. Okay. For achievement. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm guessing uh, it's, it's kind of a working living thing. So I'm guessing that, you know, updates come and more get added as. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I am adding them as fast as I quickly can. I have wish lists from people that are just out of control. Like I have so many that I want to put up there. It's just finding the time to do it. I'm literally working as quickly as I can. And I have some wonderful requests from people and some great ideas. Um, and I really I'm, I'm putting it up, putting more up almost daily. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, it is a work in progress. Very cool. I see too that um, somebody snagged um, um, one of the apps on Twitter. And let's give away um, what you said. You're, you've got a, a free three month trial to quickly Click report, correct? Yes, that's correct. All right, so let's let's use Facebook this time, Facebook people. If um, somebody, so we want viewer a viewer to um, find um, her Facebook um, group and tag tag um, in there uh, and say, you know, I'm excited to use the program or something. Just say something. And whoever um, can do that quickly and fast enough will uh, will get one. Oh, yeah. So you want them to tag Jenna, right? Yes, because you. Yeah. What What is the name of um your your Facebook, Facebook group? Yeah, it's CR Template Toolkit for School Related Assessments. Okay, so yeah, you gotta like maybe post on your wall or tag or something. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, All right. Any other? I know there were some comments as well. Um. Yeah. Let's see. I always say that my executive functioning skills and multitasking are not super good for <laughs> this podcast. So like, I know. I know. Okay. Maybe we could, um, while we wait for comments to roll in, um, I was wondering if we could fast forward to another question for you guys. Um, um, what inspired you when you got started? Because this is a huge undertaking that you have both taken and what keeps you going? Because I think it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of a lot, you know, of extra work. Keep it going. Yeah, so inspiration. Before I started on a career for school psychology, my goal was to help as many kids as possible. Um, by creating paperwork and helping other people save time, I know that they're gonna have more time to help more kids. 
Um, so for me, just being able to indirectly help more people, that's the most inspiring thing. That's kind of what got me started. Um, and inspiring now is just my customers. I get feedback from people in emails and I think school psychologists in general are just really nice people, but I get emails from people just saying, thank you. Um, I literally had one lady email me and say, I was going to write reports all day. I use click report and now I can spend time with my family. And, and that to me was so huge and it made me feel so good. Um, so really that, that for me is the inspiring part and what keeps me going. It's amazing and awesome. I, I'm so inspired. I can't believe you're an early career person. It's so impressive. <laughs> it's great. And Jana, what about you? What keeps you inspired? I'm sure that the, um, the partnership with your tech person and all of the time that you've had to put into the app um, have also increased maybe your workload and stress level a little bit. How, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? And, and how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely when I took on the project, I didn't realize the amount of time it would take. And it did turn into almost a second full-time job. Um, I think what inspired me was I, I wanted to use it. I wanted to make a tool for myself to make my job easier. Um, and I did that, but what keeps me going, well, and what kept me going in the process what it was that it's something so different than my everyday. Um, so it took me about six months to make the app and it was about five or six hours per night working with the tech people and testing and things like that. But it was a very different five or six hours from my regular day. Mm. And then what also, what keeps me going is the number of users I have. Similar to what Jenna said, I get a lot of positive feedback. Um, about how it's helping people. I have received feedback that it's being used in university settings for research, that it's being used by psychologists in their everyday practice, as well as by board certified behavior analysts who are in, out in the community. And so that kind of positive feedback inspires me to keep going with the process, keep looking for improvements. And it's I think that's it's also really inspired me to, to explore the explore our field and what else I can do within our field to make it more efficient to mm -hmm. basically how we can use technology to make our jobs better and easier. And so we do have time for the more meaningful things that we all went into this field for. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So important. I'm wondering um, for both of you uh, how besides, you know, um, social media and getting the word out on Facebook and Twitter and coming on podcasts and things like that. Do you um, have plans to get your work to more people? Do you uh, present at conferences? Um, how does that work? Maybe we'll start with Jenna. Yeah. So, so far I've only used Facebook mm -hmm. um, and I, I've gotten a really good response just from Facebook. I can keep data on my site and I can look and see kind of, I ask people where they found the programs and where they found the website. And a lot of people will say Facebook. And now I'm starting to see where people are not only saying Facebook, but they're also saying from a friend and from a colleague. Um, and that also has been very inspiring. But as far as conferences, I would love to present at conferences. Um, I just started this in October. So for me, I'm still just trying to, to keep up with demand. And I think conferences are definitely something that are on my list. It's just going to be, you know, I'm not going to make NASP this year, unfortunately, just because it's right around the corner and it would be so much preparation that I'm just not ready for. But certainly in the future, I definitely plan on doing that. 
Awesome. Shauna, how about you? Yeah, for me, um, it's two very similar. Social media has been a great way to get awareness out about it um, and word of mouth. Uh, having my colleagues try it out and spreading it to their friends and colleagues has been huge. I, too, am able to keep data on the number of downloads and where they're, most of the sources are coming from. And um, I have over 500 downloads. The app came out in September. And so those have been my two main sources. I may go to conferences. Um, I think it'd be fun to go to NASP and talk about it. But my ultimate goal, I'm not so much into the advertising part of it. I, I really just made this to help people within our profession. And if it is a good tool and it's helpful to people, it will spread itself. Yeah. Um, I'm not at this point, I haven't decided to give up my full-time job either. And so just finding the balance between mark advertising and marketing and doing what I do is where I'm focusing on as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, I mean, uh, I'm just thinking about where you guys could go next and where you might go next and, you know, contracts with districts to get a subscription or to get all the sites, you know, uh, uh, that are working there, you know, have access to this and, and, and doing that. It seems like kind of the sky's the limit and it's, it's very exciting. So um, I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's been the direction that I've been moving at. I actually have been contacted by a lot of districts about district memberships. Yeah. I mean, I do offer a discount for districts to use the programs together. Um, and that's been actually really great. Um, because I know, you know, a lot of people say, too, yeah, I'm trying this out. I really want my district to pay for it. And I did keep it at a low price so an individual could pay for it for themselves. But a lot of people are trying to go that route because they know that that's an avenue. So, yeah, I know that it's probably I think that with Sykes, yeah, it's a little bit out of our comfort zone to like be a salesperson and to, to go forth and, and contact and whatnot. But I, I do think that it. I mean, both of these programs are so awesome and will save us time and give us more chances to work with students that, I mean, it's Yeah, and, and also it sounds like both of them have your time, blood, sweat, and tears involved. And so, you know, that deserves to be compensated. <laughs> and I think for me, um, even it'd be nice if a whole school district bought it for all the sites and paraeducator. That would be an ultimate goal. But the reason I made this app and it's not subscription-based. It's just a flat fee. And it, and it's a pretty affordable flat fee. Just so, It's so that a single site could buy it. So Because we all know we all work for districts. And sometimes waiting for a district to purchase you something or some kind of reimbursement could just be so... It could take so long. So that's why I made this tool. Because I wanted sites like each one of you to be able to say, like, okay... Here is, I don't, this is not a significant cost to me, and this is going to be helpful within my field. So I don't need to rely on my district to get this for me. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. Do we, let's talk about how we're going to give away some more stuff. <laughs> um, so I know that we've used Twitter um, and we've used um, Facebook, right? So let's go on to YouTube. Um, thoughts on? Anna or Rebecca? Well, we have a conversation going in like the live feed. So we still have, um, we have codes for um, the behavior observation made easy app, right? To give away. Yes. So um, let's say um, the first person to say something about like, I want my life to be easier. Give me the behavior <laughs> observation easy app or something clever like that. Um, 
a comment like that in our in our comment box and, and how about we email. Because um, I know that you're generously um, giving away 10 total and we've only gotten rid of three so far. Right? Yeah. We, we've got a few tweets on Twitter, um, but I have to look at how many in the time frame. So, but don't worry, if you tweet it out to us, we will, we will find you if you are one of the three tweets I think we said on Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, YouTube. Um, I know there's a little bit of a delay, but I'm I know that we have some YouTube viewers watching right now, so hopefully it'll pop up yeah. and snag one. <laughs> we did just get a question um, for Jenna for Clip Report. Does the information we input get saved? <clears throat> excuse me, to the website itself? No, it does not. And I've actually gotten a lot of feedback about that being a huge thing for people. So since these are on Excel. Um, what you do is when you go onto the site, it downloads the Excel sheet onto your computer, and then you put in whatever information it is, everything about the student, and then when you X out, everything about the student exits with the program. So nothing is being saved anywhere, and, and I've been told that confidentiality is huge for people. So, yeah, no, it doesn't go anywhere. Good to know. Good. It looks like we have a YouTube winner, Bianca F. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Anybody else out there? And any uh, kind of final questions or anything, too? Um, let's see. I know that I'm going to have to remember So, how many more we have to give away because we do have some more, and I know um, people want them. But yeah. we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. So quest final questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and if we if you if we get your comment after the broadcast is over, we'll reach out to you and get your information. And we'll get them to um, Jenna and Zach. I think the, the last question we had on our outline was, what advice would you have for other creative school folks who want to make something new with technology? Um, would you encourage them to do it after everything? <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, and I would say. You're, you're stepping into a really positive field because if you think about it, you're developing something for a group of people who's dedicating their lives to helping other people succeed. So you really have a great group backing you. And I think that if you're making something that is has has the goal of helping other people, you know, you can't really go wrong there. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think... For me, I definitely think it's something worthwhile. I think technology is an emerging field. And within our field, there isn't as many, there isn't as much technology out there as there are in other professions. Um, I also think you don't have to be a major company to make something cool. Um, there, both Jenna and I have been able to put in our time and make something cool and something helpful for others within our professional community. And it doesn't end up costing, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars. It's just a good amount of your time. I'm also, if anybody is interested in making something along these lines and wants to reach out to me, I'm more than ha happy to help and collaborate and problem solve. Because just going back to, I, this is our field, this is our profession, and the more we do to make it better, the more helpful it is for everyone. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much. That's awesome. Sorry. All right, I'm looking for final comments. Um, we have a comment on YouTube. Both sound fantastic. I'm really for, 
looking forward to checking them both out. Props to both producers for being so innovative. From Eric. Eric's the boss. <laughs> okay, so um, I think we're all set with our time. So thank you guys both so much for joining us tonight. I want people to get free things. <laughs> I think we have two more for click report, right? Am, am I correct? Two more for click report and four more potentially um, for behavior um, made easy. So we're going to, you know, stop the broadcast, but how can people, well, how can people maybe win those? I know we didn't talk about it, but. How maybe. About, yeah, oh, go ahead. How about I close? my uh, YouTube video that describes my app and the first four people who share it on their social media, preferably, I guess, Facebook, um, but any social media platform um, will get the free codes. Great okay. idea. Okay. I will post it to the School Psych Podcast. Yeah. Post it to School Psych Podcast page. Um, I can I can share it to school psych your school psychologist also and then, then it will go automatically to Twitter. So okay, and you tell me the first four and they'll get the free download codes. Perfect. Cool. And I could do something similar. I have um, some demo videos for the yeah. programs. So um, if I send those, you want to just blast it out and then the first two yep. comments? That's perfect. Awesome. Exciting. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for, for coming on and the freebies. And um, it's just really exciting. I'm inspired. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. I just can't believe I'm here either. You know, I listen to you guys all the time. So I think you're wonderful and I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. I too listen to you guys every single week. I do check out all the podcasts you guys post. I'm super excited and grateful that you allowed me to participate. Very cool. Um, and before we go, um, wait, I had another thought, but I'm totally blanking. Oh, I just wanted to apologize for kind of the scatteredness of, of like, I think the freebies are really cool, but I, I myself was not mentally prepared to <laughs> manage and think about how yeah. to give them out and whatnot. I did not plan. So this episode being a little bit like disjointed is, is totally on me. <laughs> but I you guys work with it. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.